the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Our Response to the Word. God made an awesome statement to us in the book of Isaiah about the power of his word. He said, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. But the problem for many saints is that they don't understand that that's not an automatic promise, but it's a conditional promise. It's a conditional on our response to the word God sends. It's true that God's word doesn't return void and that it accomplishes everything that God sends it to do, but that's under the condition that we respond properly like God wants us to do. Because if we don't respond properly to it, it won't accomplish anything that he sent it to do for me and you. That's why it's so important, saints of God, that we learn how to respond properly to God's word so it can accomplish all that it was sent to do in the lives of me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. God has a love for you which will cause it to remain even after the mess hits the fan. You know some folks, they're just whatever, just whatever. You just look at their lives. You can look at their lives and see they just whatever. Just look at them. They look all dried up, ashy looking, looking all crazy. Praise God. You can look on their face. They ain't never smiling. Praise God. Anybody ever seen people like that? Praise God. Take a picture. <laughs> Looking all, <laughs> all mean and stuff like that. Dang. But for real, they in their life, they didn't think whatever. They gave up. They just living out life as a shell, not as a whole person. But God didn't make you a shell. God made you a man in his image and after his likeness. God made you to represent him. And so we, we can't represent God like that. That's why God wants to fill the shell with his spirit so that they can be able to move forward and do what it is that God has called her to do. Because some folk give up. Some folk have, have been hit so long that they just think life itself is wrong. Some folk just want to give up. But I got a word for you. God's got a plan for you. God planned your life. That doesn't mean that you're living out like God's life plan. But God planned your life. When he made you. Before you was a twinkle in your mom and daddy's eye that night. <laughs> before they ever got together. Whether it was by purpose or by mistake, whether it's uh, willingly or unwillingly. God knew exactly who you were. God planned you before the foundation of the earth. God designed you before the foundation of the earth. He decided what time you would be born. He decided in what era you was going to be born. He decided why? Because everything is going to fit into his perfect plan that he has for man. You are an important piece in the puzzle of what God is doing. You are an important part in the machine that God is building. You are important. 
Don't let nobody lie to you and tell you nothing different. Don't let nobody tell you you're insignificant, that you're unwanted, that you're not important. The devil is a lie and his breath stink. You are very important. God shows you before the foundation of the, lo- of the world, ordains you before the foundation of the world. That's why you ain't walk around looking for somebody to ordain you. Forget the foolishness. God ordained you already before the foundations of the world. We ain't got to be worried about sucking nobody's socks so that they can give you a little piece of paper that ain't nobody else going to see but you. You want an anointing that everybody can see. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God designed you and created you before the foundation of the earth has a plan for your life. Remember he said in Jeremiah chapter 29, one of those that we be walking around all the time. But think about what he said. He said, God said, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. They're thoughts of good, not of evil. And why do we start thinking that evil is of God? When he said the plans I have for you are good and not of evil to give you an expected end. Check that out. He got an end for you that he expects you to get to. He has one that's already prepared for you, one that's already set up for you. And unless you lock up with God, you'll never make it to the end that he has planned for you. Because God's the only one that knows where it is. God's the only one that knows what it is. God's the only one that knows how to get there. It's one of the reasons why it's so important to be able to hook people up with God. I'm, I'm teaching real good. And I ain't talking about hooking them up with a church. I'm talking about hook them up with God. I'm not trying to hook them up with a denomination. I'm talking about hook them up with God. Because a denomination don't know the plans that God has for you. The church don't know the plans that God has for you. Only God knows the plan that he has in store for you. So you try to hook people up with God. Are you listening to me? Because if they can get plugged up to the living God, then the life of God can start flowing from him into their lives. If they can get hooked up to the living God, I don't care how dead their lives was, the life of God will begin to start passing into them and it'll push out the death, push out the darkness, push out all that other foolishness and cause you to come alive. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He will quicken your mortal body. He will reignite the things that are on the inside of you. Those things that you gave up years ago, those things that you decided couldn't come through a years ago, he'll light that thing up on the inside of you and it'll become a mighty burning fire that'll be just like what Jeremiah said. It'll be like a fire to shut up in your bones and ain't no way that you could back up or slack up or shut up once that thing get fired up on the inside of you the reason why you're really in the back up is because your fire don't went out but God's trying to light that thing back up with the word of God He's trying to breathe in you his self He's trying to breathe in you his spirit our God is an all-consuming fire and it'll get up on the inside of you and fire you up to be able to step forward into the things that God has in store for you fire you up Cause your head to rise back up again. Praise God. Because some of our heads have dropped down because of what went on. But raise up your head. You are a child of the living God. You are Abba's child. You are God himself's child. Get your head up. Stand up and be who God called you to be. It's time out for all these Christians who are six feet tall drowning in a foot of water. Because they ain't got sense enough to stand up. But God is going to send you a word that tells you get up and be who it is that I told you to be. Rise up and be who it is that I told you to be. Come on up. get. Come on, stand up and be who God told you to be. God say, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They're thoughts of good, not evil, to give you an expected end. Notice he said give you. He didn't say sell you. Praise God. So you ain't got to bring in a month's worth of offering at the beginning of the year just to be able to get this one. I'm teaching real good right now. Don't get mad at me while I'm teaching real good. He said, I'm trying to give you this one. Are you listening to me? You ain't got to buy this one. Praise God. God want to give it to you. Praise God to give you an expected end. But you got to go to him to get it. That's why God sends us his word. Because he knew most of us wouldn't go to him. He said, so I'm coming to you. John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, which means he's opened a door for you so that perishing is a, something that ought not manifest in your life. Perishing does not have to occur. The diminishing of life does not have to occur. The cessation of life does not have to occur. He said, he that believeth upon me, he shall never die. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And, and not only that, but if you uh, put your finances under the, uh, uh, the, the, the rulership of the Lord, God Almighty, he'll make sure they don't die either. You put your physical body up under that, he'll make sure that don't die either. And I ain't talking about your body won't, you won't physically die. Praise God. Stay with me. Man. But, you know. Amen. But the real you is a spirit. That's who he's talking about. Praise God. Plus that you want to give up this body eventually. It ain't about nothing. Don't work, when I, you know, don't work halfway. Praise God. We're getting rid of this sucker later on. Praise God. Getting us a new and improved body. It has no sin in it. Praise God. I'm excited about that right now. But he says, I'm going to send you my son. Not, not to condemn you. Not to point his finger at you. Not to tell you all about how you ain't this and you ain't that. Like a lot of preachers be doing. Devil is a liar. Even if he's standing in the pulpit, devil's still a lie. John 3, 17 said he sent not his son into the world so that it might be condemned, but through him that he might be saved. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't care where the devil is standing. He's still alive. Are you you feeling me? He sent you into the world to save you. Praise God. So that you can just believe on him, trust him, have confidence in him and rely on him. That's what he says in John 3, 16. John 1, 1 says that in the beginning was a word and the word was with God and the word was God. So this word that he sends unto you who happens to be the son, we know that in John 1, 14, it says he took upon flesh, dwelt amongst us. So we know that that's the son, praise God. And so he sent his son and in quiet as kept, he sent himself into the world. Because the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And he sent him into the world in order for you to be, that if you just believe, then you will, 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 will not perish, but have everlasting life. That's why the word is so important. That's why the word is so important. That's why it's irrelevant whether or not you like or dislike your pastor. That's irrelevant. Is the word going forth that God gave you? That's the question. It's irrelevant whether your pastor is white, black, Hispanic, Cantonese, Indonese, or whether he just got rusty knees. It really don't matter. The only question is is whether or not the word is going forward. Are you listening to me? Because that's what he sent into the world so that you might be healed. I'm about to shake some folk up in here, but that's all right. The doors ain't locked. Praise God. Don't matter whether or not your pastor's male or female. Blessed be the name. I know. I know. I felt you. Praise God. But it's so what? I don't care what your, your, your incorrect bishop taught you. It doesn't matter whether or not they male or female. Why is that? Because the Bible says in Galatians that in Christ, there is no male nor female. So if they are in Christ, then, 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 then the gender is irrelevant. Question is, is will they proclaim the word of God and explain the word of God? That's all that matters. Are you listening to me? Shoot. He sent his son, which is the word so that you can be able to receive it. Send himself into the world. Now, how important must this be? This life he wants you to receive that he'd be willing to send himself into the world to make sure that you get it. My God. And then turn around and say in John 10, 10, what his mission was. Said the thief come not before to steal, to kill and destroy. But I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Came that you might have life, Zoe, life like God got it. He's even telling you the type of life he wants you to have. So that in case it don't match up to the life that you have, then you'll know that that's not the one he intends for you to have. Now, this life is like God got it. Jesus wasn't broke a day in his life. Jesus wasn't sick a day in his life. Jesus wasn't behind on any bills because he didn't have no bills. Are you listening to me? Jesus was taken care of every day of his life by God, his father. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. And he was prosperous so much that he had a treasurer. Blessed be the broke folk don't have treasurers. Are you listening to me? Called him a bag man back then, praise God, but it was a treasurer. Are you listening to me? Whose job was to count and distribute the money. In fact, had so much money, praise God, that, 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 uh, um, that he was steal from it, talking about uh, Judas, was steal from it, and other disciples didn't even know it. Now, if G was down to $10 and, 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 and my man took five, it'd be obvious. Are you listening to me? But when he has so much money that you can't even count it, what difference does it make? It's good teaching. But he came so that you can have life and that you can might have it more abundantly. That's what he said in John 10, 10. Throughout the line of, de- line of demarcation, clearly defining as well as dividing who does what. Let them know it's the thief that come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And so if anything is happening that's being stolen, being killed, and destroyed in the midst of your life, quit saying it's God. Because he said, I am come that you might have life, and then you might have it more abundantly. That's what he came for us to do. God sent his word to tell us about a life that he has made available to us. It's a blessed life, too. One of the definitions for blessed in the Old Testament is that it'll be envied and admired. God wants your life to be envied and admired. He wants when everybody around looks at you and when you present them an opportunity to step in their life, that life, they will not turn it down. They want to be envied and admired that when they look at you, they say, I want to be like you when I grow up. And you can tell them you don't have to wait till the impressions do it right now. Come receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Are you listening to me? And they'll say yes because they see that you blessed. Because a lot of times they won't say yes because they're looking at mess. Come on up in here. They saying, well, I don't see no difference between your life and mine. So what difference does it make? But when you begin to start living out this thing that God has in store for you, this life and this life more abundantly, when you start living out what God has in store for you, that you're walking in the fullness of the things that he's planned for you, then it'll cause people to envy you and admire you and want to do what it is that you want to do. Oh, it's a blessed life. It's one that's worth living. And if it's worth living, that means that the one that you have is worth giving. Blessed be the name of the Lord, because in order to live the life he wants to give you, you got to give up the life that you already have. Here's one of the problems that we have in the body of Christ right now, because we don't want to give up our life to get the life that God has in store for us. Oh, we'll give up the life after he give me the life, but I don't want to give up the life before he give me the life. But see, you got to empty your hand for him to fill your hand. You got to give up something to get something. Oh, this is scriptural because the Bible says it is him that holds on to his life that will lose his life. But the one that will let go of his life is the one that's going to get his life. We don't want to let go of our life. We don't want to let go of our way of doing things. You don't mind if I bring it on home. We don't want to let go of our way of doing things. We still want to do what we do and still expect God to do what he said. Don't work that way. Don't work that way. God said, no, you do what I do. And then I'll you do what I say. Then I'll do what I say. But I ain't doing what I say till you do what I say. It's kind of like a tennis match. He didn't already hit the ball in your court by giving you the word. Now it's your job to hit it back. Are you listening to me? You got to do it the way he said do it. You got to play by the rules of the game. Are you listening to me? And, and, and otherwise, you're going to live a life of strain. But God says right there, he says that, you know, what we're talking about right there, that's important for you to give up your life, your way of doing things, your way of thinking, your way of understanding, your little figuring, your little ciphering. Come on now, me, all of us, every one of us. Got to give it up. Everybody say, give it up. Look at your neighbor, say, your neighbor. You in here too? Then you got to give it up too. Amen. Because see, a lot of folks don't want to be wanting to give it up. They just want to keep doing what they're doing. You know, I just want to, you know, keep doing like I'm doing. You understand? I understand that Christianity stuff, but you know, you got to understand. I need to like, I roll like this. I live like this. In case you don't talk like that, well, praise God, I live like this and I give like this. 
This is the way I do. This is just the way we do things. This is just the way we conduct ourselves. This just, no, see, you ain't the way. God is the way. You ain't the way. And unless he gave it to you, you don't have the way. But you got to release some to get some. Are you listening to me? Turn over to John 14, please. It's going to get good right here. St. John chapter 14. Look at your neighbor saying, mm. It's going to get good right here. See, it's a life that God wants us to give us. It's a life that we would never have known if he didn't tell us about it. It's a life that we didn't know we could have unless he told us we can have it. Because it's a life that we didn't even know existed until he told us it can exist. It's a life we didn't even know exists. But don't think it's available or attainable to us. Some of us even might even have known it was existing, but we didn't think it was attainable to us. Oh, no, that's that. We can't live that. We can't have that. That's them. They can't. That's them people. It's them. No, it's you, too. It's also a life that we could never have unless he leads us to it. Since he knows where it is, he got to lead us to it. So in order to lead us to it, then we have to follow the way he gives us. Because if we don't follow the way he gives us, we'll never get it. See, he's the only one that knows how to get it. He's the only one that knows where it is. And he requires us to trust us to get there. That's where the just living by faith is. Because when you trust God, God will begin to share with you what you need to do to be able to make it to the thing that he has in store for you. If we believe upon him, trust him, then we'll not be ashamed. But if we believe upon if we believe upon him and rely upon him, he's going to guide us to the promised land, guided by his awesome and loving hand. But if we don't believe, we don't trust him. If we let go of his hand as he's trying to lead us, if we let go of the word that's trying to lead us, the one that came to, so that we could believe it, so that we could be saved, praise God, we'll never step into the things that God has in store for us. But we are not of them that draw back under perdition. Let the church say amen. We ain't the ones that draw back under perdition, but we're the ones that believe to the saving of the soul. We've got to, I mean, get to. The truth is we get to. We get to allow this word to provide for us. We get to allow this word to guide us. We get to allow this word to take us to the place that God has in store for us. That's a family privilege that's only given to the children of God. Now it's time to start acting like kids, God's kids and quit acting like baby kids. Time to start acting like God's kids. Quit acting like baby kids and flat out quit operating like kids of the devil. The father planned and ordained it before the foundation of the world. The son, Jesus, was beaten and bled and died so that we can have it. And the Holy Spirit was sent to lead us and guide us into it. Our part is to trust him. And to let him guide us into what Jesus bled and died for. And that the father planned and ordained before the foundations of the earth. But we got to accept his way. You over in St. John chapter 14 yet? I was trying to give you all time. St. John chapter 14. <laughs> verse 6. <laughs> Jesus said unto him, look at the letters turn red after that. Anytime you see it turn red, you know this is flat out, no lie. Praise God. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Praise God. No man cometh to the Father but by me. 
Now, of course, he's answering Thomas right here. Praise God. Thomas turned around and asked him a question. Say, verse five, Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? Question mark. Jesus told him, I am the way. Oh, see, I like this because Jesus brought the way into a person. He took it outside of a nebulous concept. He took it out outside of a cute concept and made it personal. Saints of the living God, God wants to get you past this conceptual Christianity into a personal relationship with him and get you to understand that he personally is the way. Jesus said with boldness and with confidence, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. Look at that. I am the truth. Now, I know you say, well, wait, my Bible says I am the truth. I am the way, the truth and the life. Anytime you, you know, you did well in English. Anytime you start with that subject and you carry a comma in there, then it automatically transfers that over to that next section. So I can include it in that, too. So Jesus was saying, I am the way definitively. I am the truth definitively. And I am the life definitively. That life that you want to live, it's me. So if you want it, you got to come to me. That way that you want to know how to get there, it's me. So if you want it, you need to come to me. That truth that I'm going to give you about the way, how to get to the life, is me. And if you want it, you need to come to me. See, I don't care how you slice it and dice it. I don't care how you shred it. Are you listening to me or bread it? You got to come by Jesus. That's why you ought to get used to that name. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. Oh, you got to get used to that name. See, a lot of folk have problems with that name. Oh, don't pray in that name. Well, that's the only way I can pray. That's if you want it to work. Now, if you want me to just expouse cute little phrases that'll tickle people's ears but won't bring no solutions near, then I'll pray in another name. But Buddha ain't never done nothing for nobody. Muhammad ain't never done anything for anybody. Hare Hare Krishna ain't done nothing for nobody. Come on up in here. Some young moon ain't never done nothing for nobody other than rip them off and send them in the wrong direction because God says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the light. I am the way. You don't mind if I just modify it a little bit with emphasis, not with words. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. The word the for you English majors is a definite article, which means that it takes it out of the nebulous concepts and put it into a definitive term in such a way where it carries the connotation of only. When he says I am the truth means I am the only truth. There ain't no other truth. So if you want truth, you got to come by me because anybody else will lie to you. That's why the Bible says that God be true and every man a lie. I don't care how much education they got. I don't care how much education they don't got. I don't care how many degrees they got or how many degrees they don't got. Either they got the truth or they don't. They're going to have as many uh, degrees to fill a thermometer. But if you don't know what the word of God has to say, you don't know the truth. You might have the facts, but you don't have the truth. And see, we don't live by facts. Bible don't say just live by facts. Bible say just live by faith. Praise God. And the reason why is because God's going to share us the truth of the matter. He says, I am the way, the truth. And the light. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you gain any understanding and respond properly to God's Word. I hope even more that regardless of what you previously did, that you made up your mind to respond properly to God's Word from this time forward. Because it's our proper response to God's Word that makes what God promised can happen in our lives to actually happen in our lives. Saints of God, let's respond properly to God's Word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, 
Just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas. 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be more than glad to come and get you. Don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every child of God should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been such a tremendous blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to you too, thank you. Galatians chapter 6 says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. He's going to do what he said in his word that he would do. That is, make sure that you reap the harvest from the seed sown by you. We thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is, be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.